Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Behind the scenes, behind the glass, there's no sports. It's Matt and Matt, two producers who happen to be homies, just joining on the jump. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 25 of Bit Season. This is Drab. I'm Matt Valdez. Thanks to everybody for sticking through us week filled of sports yes our silver anniversary yeah hot takes galore <laughs> on the on the junkies this week it kind of sucks that our anniversary is coming when uh, bits have been shelved since there's so yeah. much qb news sports news that's the white sports, elephant sports sports in the room this week is that for bit season is that there wasn't a lot of content <laughs> for us to talk about but good thing that Valdez is an entertaining guy, and I feel like I can chop it up with him for about 45 minutes to an hour here. And we actually... Hey, that's, you know, that's the, one of the nicest things you've said about me. Called me an entertaining guy. <laughs> yeah, all right, write it down, Dre. Yeah, I'm an interesting guy. Valdez is an yeah. entertaining guy. You know what? We got a couple things here on the rundown, but one of the things that I just want to get into, I know we talk about no sports, but this isn't really that sports-related. I want to know why, Valdez. You are such a kiss-ass to all the Commander fans out there. And I've been saying this for years, and today's a day for me to get this off my chest, to bring it back to the table. And, you know, we do a good cop, bad cop thing in that producer (laughs) room when it comes to the Commanders. And I'm just kind of putting it all together that that I always trash them. But you go above and beyond every opportunity to put the commanders over and say what they're doing is great and, and just looking for those pats on the back from those from the HTTR guys. You know what it is? It's ever since Judge Alston took me to RTJ after right? after they beat the undefeated Steelers. All right, what was it? What was because you predicted that they would win that game? Yeah, I predicted they would win the game because I am a genius football mind and I knew that the Steelers were playing there third game in like uh, 10 days and so I knew that they were going to lose and then everybody they just see the undefeated Steelers and they just all of a sudden think that the lowly Redskins are going to lose and then uh, Judge Alston took me out to RTJ if they won and they won and I had a silly round and I gotta give then, I gotta give you credit because you kind of figured it out I think it's lame but 
you have figured out that nobody cares if you're wrong, right? Of course. Like you said, the Redskins during the <laughs> no, offseason, yes, Washington football team was going to go 12 well, and, and 4. I had them, five, I had them right? playing in the uh, NFC Championship game in our preseason selections. You, not one person has checked no, you. No, right? nobody cares. And, but, that's, and, that's, and that's part of the reason why I hate when the junks ride the fence so much. Like it's it's stupid because nobody cares. Nobody's on the fence with Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Jason's that motto. Been, that that's Jason's good. T-shirt idea. Yeah, yeah. On the fence with Wentz. That could have been the first hour of the show today. Yes, it's basically the, what, this is what the guys do. The guys do a a light. Sp- it's like a boxing match almost. Mm-hmm. All they're doing are, is just jabbing nonstop. All right. They're trying to get a feel for. You're talking about Wentz or just just these... in, in, opinions in general, right? All right, they want to get a feel for like what everyone is saying, how what everyone's reacting to. Uh, they're not ready to set the narrative in ink. All right, so they're just doing this song and dance where they're just that jabbing, touching a little bit, just seeing what the other person's all about before mm-hmm. they make their. Uh, declarative opinion then all of a sudden they bring the hammer when the writing's on the wall that's kind that's kind of what they do with their takes i know but how they i don't want to say they fooled people all these years because sometimes they do have great takes or good opinions on stuff and this i don't you know this isn't it's just it's the the guy the age we're living in where everything is uh on a tweet that you did you know three years ago um, where it's so easy to go get the tape, go get the tape Valdez, where it's, you know, we're able to find stuff quickly. It's just, people are scared of being wrong. And I, all I'm trying yeah, to you show, can't, you can't uh, have three of the guys this morning. I all, all I'm trying, all I'm, all I'm trying to show is that it doesn't matter if you're wrong. Nobody cares. This business isn't about being right. If you want to go be right, go move to Vegas. I think, you, <laughs> I actually think you're lifting, you're lifting my bit. I'm because, not lifting your bit. No, hold on. Let me oh, explain. Sorry, I'm very defensive. Now you are. Just relax. We got a long show in front of us. <laughs> All right. So I went out on a limb, right? You attacked my radio instincts earlier this week. Okay. <laughs> Which actually I would like to get to is that as well. But I think my radio instincts were showing. I was flashing the last few weeks when I went out on a limb and I screamed, the Seahawks aren't trading Russell Wilson. Yeah, stop stop with your dumb Twitter memes. All right, all well knowing that that was a, a, a possibility. Not high, in my opinion, but it was a possibility. And I would be, stu- I would look so stupid. And I went out and said, I bet all you guys 20 bucks a free roll that they're not <laughs> trading him, right? Uh-huh. And what do they do? They trade the star franchise quarterback, and I look like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, you, you have egg on your face. But I don't care. And everyone was like, oh, Drab, I bet you feel so stupid on, on Wednesday when they traded him. And, or was it Tuesday? Whatever. And I didn't, I, I didn't care because, A, I was happy they got rid of Russell Wilson. <laughs> so right. I was kind of doing emotional hedge there, as EB <laughs> likes to say. Well, but also, nobody really cares if you're wrong. Oh, so I lost my Seahawks insider <laughs> credibility in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Big effing deal. I know. Nobody, nobody, ca- nobody cares what I have to say. Uh, but but when you hit, when you hit on that long shot uh, right. idea. When Bubba Watson shoots <laughs> a, a 10 over today. Right. Then all of a sudden, you're you're a Nostradamus. Right. You know, you're the, the soothsayer, the seer. And by the way, it was so tilting to me. That Eric wouldn't. Uh, Eric just got basically a free two hundred dollars from uh, uh, 
your bets and then the pool that we did for yeah. Carson Wentz. And his his scaredy cat ass wouldn't put a, a $20 free bet out there that Carson Wentz will not throw a, a pick left-handed. <laughs> no, just let it roll. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, what, is, like, what is this word? Who cares? Like, that's fun. You think that's not fun? But this is always, uh, this is actually, I don't want to say this is sports stuff because we're not really talking about sports. We're talking about behind-the-scenes radio stuff and just inside baseball Producer stuff. bits. Yes, you know, boring. Producer stuff. Boring. Um, it's trying to encourage the guys to have opinions about stuff, but also be authentic at the same time, right? Like, you don't want them to come in here and just saying stuff they don't believe in. Right. So because you can tell. you can tell. Yeah, and the listeners will pick up on that or yeah. just but be also, like. But it's also, it's kind of our fault, too, because, like, whenever whenever someone says something wrong, we're the first ones to mock. We're the first ones to play the of tape. Of course, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like but we're, they, they should we're understand that that's entertaining. It's entertaining, right? Yes, and and I expect it all back. Exactly. I actually, can I do, when, I, Bubba Watson, when Bubba Watson wins the Players' Championship, mm-hmm. I expect people to uh, take a big duty on me, as right. Evie always says. I was excited on Wednesday morning when I woke up knowing that I was going to get made fun of when I came to the air for, for for blowing the Russell Wilson trade. Were you driving in thinking about all your retorts? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, how am I going to zing JC back? If I scream, will people take me more seriously? Yeah. You know, How am I going to play this? You got to think about the show. Yeah. Right. So, you should have doubled down on something. Right, oh, I should have. I know. Trust me, double I'm... or nothing. <laughs> hey, I'm already learning because I'm going... Damn Next, it, why didn't I think of a double or nothing? I'm gonna um I'm going to take it a step further. And then when um uh, when it's Lamar's turn mm-hmm. right, for the contract, yeah. I'm gonna be the we need to trade him for picks. Oh, I like it. Uh, all right. All right. I need to take a a page out of your book and be happy about the picks and do the opposite bit. Exactly. So I got like 10 tweets or whatever, I mean, maybe more, of people calling me an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about and I should shut up on the show from here on out mm-hmm. or whatever. Those are just, you know, those guys will always be listening. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't really care. You know, like, the guys whose Twitter, yeah. Twitter handle who yeah. just followed me, yeah. whose name is Sports Convo, yeah. will always be following me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, we just want them to listen. <laughs> and that's what the thing I try to, we tell you. At Sports Convo. We always try to tell the junkies. Just have an opinion. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Like, uh, I don't even like Colin Coward, right? I don't even like him. We played his audio on the show today, but I respect the hell out of him because he comes every day with a dumb opinion about something and he gets made fun of for John Wall thing well, 12 years later or the backwards I, hat guy or it, all this those is, dumb stuff. It, but he comes prepared every day. You don't ever hear a guy like Colin Coward say, on I'm the, in he's the middle. never on the fence. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Right. He would just never say that. But I don't understand this. Have, don't people realize, and we've been screaming this from the mountaintop forever about uh, sports talk radio, mm-hmm. that your job isn't to be right. Your job right. is to be captivating and entertaining. We've been right. we've been saying that since day one. Why don't people understand that? I don't know. Like, well, because like, like your job isn't to be right. It's impossible to be right. Your job is just to have opinions. Right. Right or wrong. Right, yeah. It's 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 literally impossible to nail it. And you know what? Also about sports radio one hundred and one is that once you ha- you form that opinion, right? 
you can't move off of it. You have to you have die to, yeah, with that have, opinion. Yeah, you have to dig your feet into the <laughs> yes. sand. That's what right. makes it fun. Yes. All right. It's like 300, and you have to exactly. whip your sword out against uh, Xerxes' army and fight them to the death. If you say something on the show, you you just got to ride it out Yeah, like and cake, hope that it turns around. Yeah, like Cakes. But, his, his thing is uh, he will never take a non-skill position in the first round. It doesn't matter who they – if the Washington drafts – the next Jonathan Ogden right. on the on the offensive line, Cakes has to dig slam his, it. Yeah, he has to dig his water shoes in the sand and say they should have taken a wide receiver. If if Washington drafts the next Sean Taylor again at number five overall, Cakes has got to be furious about yeah, it. Yeah, he's got to slam it. Yeah, and that's why I don't like Eric changing his teams on the they're the Bengals, they're the Cardinals. Now he's putting the Falcons and the Bears in there. You if you're always going to bet against those teams, you always got to bet against those teams. You can't. You have an opinion. You about gotta it, double so you, down. You gotta double down. Doesn't matter on it. how wrong you are. You right. gotta. You gotta try and dig yourself out of the hole instead of calling it quits. Right. You know what? That's that's gotta be one of our lessons in radio camp. Okay. Here we back to the radio <laughs> camp. Valdez looking for gonna, a quick buck. Hey, we're just giving out free sports talk radio advice. You, you right know what? Uh, send this over to the guys on the other shows and the 980 <laughs> producers. Hey, I want CK to li- I want CK to listen to this CK and give us a, and give us a slot on 980 middays or something. Uh, okay, yeah. But it was it's it, even though it's been a lot of sports on the on on the show this week. I I think it's been a lot of fun and it's actually given us an opportunity to think think about some of the things that we haven't had had a chance to get to on bit season and one of the things that i wanted to get valdez's thoughts on is the junkies pour off oh that it was going on last it's week been, on the show it's been two weeks of the guys kind of revisiting their childhoods mm-hmm. and kind of just seeing like who who's got it worse growing up and this is this is a huge wrinkle because this is something the guys never really took, like talk about because they talk about who's like the squeak uh, the squeaker the, the squeaker of them all who like just spends the most money you know what i mean but who or did, donks off okay, the most money but, but when it comes to money no one ever talks about how poor they were growing up okay but who do they think they're fooling right who in the audience doesn't think that the junkies are well off now and it doesn't matter how they grew up Right, or uh-huh. that they're squeaking on something, or that they're looking Pinching for pennies. for a free T-shirt, or <laughs> their free phone bill. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that they are they got seven digits on that <laughs> bank account, or, or their four hundred one k, or whatever it is. I don't know their exact number. I know they're wealthy. I, uh, I know that they've made it. Right, they've made it. They always, you know, they, you always, think, they think- always complain about how they miss the golden era of radio. Well, if they miss the golden era, they're in the uh, uh, silver era. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe they didn't make Don Imus money. But <laughs> yeah, they can't afford a ranch. You know, but- for sure, some local DJs, they made it. Yeah, and they'll never have to worry about paying, you know, their their car bill maybe, or whatever. Maybe just. I don't know. They they feel embarrassed. Well, that's the thing about them growing up. Why are they trying to one up each other about who grew up the poorest? Because everything we do with this show is a contest. I know, that's... but shouldn't they be bragging about who is richer? <laughs> who wants to brag about being the poor kid? <laughs> I don't. Maybe it's uh, uh, something like they've made it. You know what I mean? Right. Because no one cares. Well. When you're older, no one cares if you're. Oh, so rich you're or saying not. that they they came from nothing, just a kid from yeah, Akron, yeah, yeah. or a yeah, kid we're just, from Bowie. We're just a kid, kids from PG County. Yeah, okay, so look at all us. right. And now, now 
well, we, we pulled ourselves by our bootstraps. What's isn't that this uh, yeah, cliche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. Yeah. Uh, sent in our demos, and now look at us twenty-seven years later. So they came from nothing. <laughs> they 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 made a they look, made it into something. But I look, trust does, me. It, does it change the fact they're all middle class kids? Yes. Okay. They basically all, they all lived in the same neighborhood in Bowie, Maryland. Right. They're not uh, living on food stamps growing up. You know what I mean. I went well. Jason, he I guess had a different upbringing, and and his his Jason's upbringing sounds like it was the worst. Yes, of course it was. All right, maybe he wasn't splitting Jay- a burger four four ways. But hey, look, Eric embellishes about splitting a burger. You know, you know uh-huh. but now I believe that JP says he embellishes that. Oh, all right. Well, in terms of look, Eric had a fantastic childhood. I feel like because like they still went out to eat. You know, right. even if they cut the burger in half, they still went out <laughs> to Roy Rogers. <laughs> okay. What are you saying? Right, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just, uh, her parents still bought them shoes, mm-hmm. even though like they returned the most expensive ones. Right. All right. So, so I never, so he's still like, Jason, why are they... Jason, on the other hand, Jason was a latchkey kid. Right. right. All nope. right. Making hot dog casseroles every night. All right. <laughs> and then when I, when I learned that the, he had one bathroom in his house, that, that took the cake for me. He was that won po- you over? That won me over. Because I can't imagine everybody pooping in the same toilet. What about the BMW, though, that JP always brings up? Well, you're a BMW aficionado. So if let's say right now, if you have a right. 2006 BMW, is that thing still well, a baller? Say, let me tell you something. I drive old BMWs <laughs> and I can barely pay my bills. All right, well, well, it, that meant that when JP brings that up, that means nothing to me. No, 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 it actually means a lot to me because I feel like when you're younger, the poorer you are, the more you try to show the pretend that you have wealth. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, that's true. So he's buying a BMW because because uh, uh, Nas is rapping about him and mm-hmm. his cassettes that he's listening to. Right. All right. So that's why he went out and bought a 1986 BMW. Uh, Three series, uh, yeah. That make it makes sense to me. All right, he's the fact that he's parking it in a, his front yard too, in his grass, grass, is is another chip in the uh, poor meter for. No, no what was this about? I never really thought about this about cakes growing up with a silver spoon in his mouth. I that's what they were alluding to that cakes grew up the richest of all out of all right of because because it's always been JP's I, been the richest. I kid. never even thought about I, about cakes being wealthy as a kid. Now he denies it. Well, what was the evidence about cakes being? There's wealthy? never any evidence. They just say that that yeah, he, they you, said last week on the show that he has that he grew up a rich kid. That's what was caught me by surprise. All right. Well, let's think about their. And big- I know cakes does not like it when JP and the other guys talk about how poor they were. Maybe it makes Cakes feel embarrassed that he was more well off than the other guys. Well, let's let's think about it. So Cakes lived across the street from JP, correct? Yeah, that's what that's what everyone says. So if JP is considered, the does rich, that really mean anything though? I know we. All, well, I just, just saying I, is, I like, just said they're all middle class kids from from Bowie. I right? know, but there's still levels of middle class. Right. Okay. I'm just I'm trying I'm trying to create a totem pole of poor. During their Basically, childhood. I'm thinking about how much richer my neighbors are than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think about it. Let's say, like in Pasadena, there's mm-hmm. there's a crappy. You either live pool. on the water, like yeah, yeah okay. I say that all the time. You either live on the water or you don't. <laughs> all right, all right. We live, we live a close to the water. Okay, a quarter mile from the <laughs> yeah. water. Less than that, probably. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at that. He's flexing about how rich he is. 
<laughs> but but if so if there's sections of buoy that are mm -hmm. more well off than other sections like right. like jp's p section that mm -hmm. he grew up in if cakes is the neighbor then obviously they have some sort of means to get that house right you know trust me the the difference in Pasadena from living in uh, Chesterfield and uh, uh, Lakeshore yeah. uh, is, is is different. The closer right. you get to Gibson Island, like, yeah. the closer you get to Gibson Island, the the richer you are. Right. I just I'd always it, it, their their conversation of their their one off of who grew up poor always makes me laugh because n first of all, none of them are from the city. None of them grew up in real tough times. So you're 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 kind of yeah trust me it's kind of tongue in cheek when you're talking about it but your your theory is that cakes is secretly well off growing up oh well, they alluded to it last week I'd never really thought about it that much before that cakes was more more you know that's why I think now that cakes is defensive a little bit about it because he's embarrassed that he well, grew let's up try let's there. try and piece the puzzle together so I. Here's why I can see it. Here's kind of like exhibit A. Aren't you always in the middle? That's what I don't understand. There's always friends that are way richer than you, and there's always friends that are on Felt Street. Okay? <laughs> you have, you, there's always somewhere, you're always somewhere in the middle. You know what? If you grow up and you always want to go over someone else's house, right. you're on Felt Street. <laughs> if you're always hosting your friends over, you're the rich kid. I went over to a lot of friends' houses. What? I went over to a lot of friends' right, houses. Well, then you, you were the poor one out of the group. I don't really think that's fair. I think my parents were upper middle class or middle class, but there's 100 Cahills. So everything, we just we lived on Felt Street because there was just 1,000 Because your dad liked to sling it. Yeah, my dad liked <laughs> to sling it. You think I ever went to Disneyland? <laughs> no. We took vacations to, like, Ocean City, our Ocean City. We went, you know, we went to Cannon Beach. We got friends going, uh, taking vacations. We, we didn't really do that thing as a kid. We went out maybe once, twice a summer, and it was to Red Robin. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to know uh, the Valdez family vacations yeah. that were outside of Ocean City? Mm -hmm. We went to uh, Disney World when I was younger. Rich kid. Yeah. And Cooperstown. Oh, Cooperstown. <laughs> yeah. Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's so sports. Like, sports. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I did. I did go to Disneyland once with, as a family, but we had to drive there. <laughs> okay, we drove from Washington State to uh, L.A. <laughs> that is miserable. It's so miserable. Okay, that's a, it's a long drive over like two day drive. Mm -hmm. And then when we got there, I have this very uh, you know uh, vague memory of my parents tie, uh, like putting me on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't run away, <laughs> and they had like they they held the leash in their hand. The other end was wrapped around my wrist, so I couldn't disappear from them. That's funny. <laughs> my parents also, speaking of leashes, used to tie me into bed. <laughs> Did, Did I ever like, tell you that? No. Did you have like night terrors? No, no, no. I, me and my brother, we were, we had to share a room because uh -huh. there's 100 Cahills that. I we would be screwing around. I'm like seven, eight years old or something like that. They would tie me to the bedpost with my dad's robe belt. <laughs> yes, until I fell asleep. Not every night. <laughs> would you wake up tied? Think about this. I would when we would get out of bed. My dad would kick open the door and be like, "Go to bed," and then he'd go into his room, <laughs> grab his robe. Take the cotton, the cotton <laughs> thing out of it. Come back in and tie tie me to the bedpost like I was being crucified. Like, okay, like the Exorcist, and I would have to fall asleep like that. And then, like, yeah, how old were you? 
I have a, I have multiple memories of this happening. And so then, what was the re- what was the reasoning that he said that? Because we we wouldn't get, f- we wouldn't go to bed. We'd be screwing around. We would jump out of bed, giggling, laughing, making a ruckus. So we wouldn't fall asleep. Horseplay, <laughs> Play, playing grab ass at like eleven p.m. at night. How many how many kids were in the bedroom? It was just you just and your me brother? and my little brother. We shared a room until I was probably twelve years old or so. So you're about eight years <laughs> yeah. old. All right. Yeah, I tell you, dude, my parents, they had some unorthodox <laughs> yeah. style between tying me to the bedpost, which sounds like child abuse, <laughs> and taking me to, to jail when I was bad. It's, it's not that bad. My, was yeah. it, my parents used to smack me with a fly swatter. That, that actually doesn't seem like it would hurt that much. <laughs> okay, you want me to get a fly swatter? <laughs> you pull, pull your pants down. I'll, I'll throw you. Get a fly yeah. That's better than being than being <laughs> beat with a, the firewood outside. That's what my, my or, dad would always find a plank of firewood. <laughs> or a wooden spoon. Yeah. And he always say, bend over and grab your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, uh, Hilton Head. When we got older, oh, Hilton Head. Oh, no wonder. No wonder. Elitist over here. Yeah, I know. Well, he Hilton Head's first class, man. I know. My, well, my dad uh, did work two jobs when I was uh, younger, his entire life. Security guard? Yeah, he worked as a security guard, and then in the morning, he did his uh, chief investigations at MVA. Oh, look, so, at, you, look at him. Yeah. Old Bob Myers. And this was back when, you know, like portable DVD players mm-hmm. when they first came out? Oh, so he would take them to work? He, and yeah, he would, he would take them. He would sit in the car, watch, his, watch DVDs. Maybe fall asleep, get paid twenty bucks an hour. Hey, why don't I ever hear you say I want to be a security guard? Because in, I walk because I walk past Carlos every day. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> hey, Carlos living the life, man. I don't. I don't know. It's. I, it's not for me. It's not. For, you're too social. Too social. I don't know. Too if social. I, I don't know if I could do that. No. But, oh, but but by the way, so so I'm getting back to my uh, theory: why mm-hmm. Cakes is is was well off. So Cakes had to learn how to appreciate and use the stock market, all right? And I think, I think Cakes is the most adept at market uh, market trading amongst the junks. Mm-hmm. The guys just oh, literally just the throw guys. their money in their fund and let the, let the guys handle yeah. it. So Cakes is self-made? So, so No, no, no. So I think Cakes learned that from his parents, like growing mm-hmm. up. You, you don't just like... You know, read about it. You you have it's something that you have to learn. You didn't learn about the stock market in your economics class in high school. What high school did you <laughs> go to? <laughs> and High. I don't. Know. I took a, it was a, an elective. Actually, <laughs> we I'm never, not even sure it was. An we elective. never had an econ class. We had in, an econ class. I mean, I remember a lot of it was on the stock market. We never had anything like that. You actually, we learned about the stock market when I was in grammar school. Never. Ba- learned I mean, about obviously, it. the very basics of it. We learned how to tie a chicken neck on our <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing about how Valdez and I grew up in different places. Uh, I didn't even know what the NASDAQ was. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the NASDAQ was until I uh, got my first full-time job. Hey, speaking of, of, of my, my grammar school, I mentioned earlier in this week, this week that my English teacher shared a bit of private information, and she said that her and her husband had never, never gotten into an argument. Right. All right. And then EB is talking about how him and Dina never argue. I don't buy that for one second. No, I think all everyone's just all sheepish. They're about, shy. They're like they don't want to embarrass yeah, they their family. Seem like they're like a like a bad husband or something. They don't right, know. right. That they, they, they nobody believes it. Of course, I don't right? believe it for a second. Now he did say that Dina's mad at him all the time, but of course you're going to argue with your spouse, like 
every every once in a while. I the mean, only the only person I think wouldn't do it is cakes, and that's because cakes, and I believe cakes. And that's because cakes avoids confrontation. He's a pacifist. Yes, he will run out of a room if there's an argument. If if, if Eb and J, and uh, JP are going at it, cakes doesn't say a word. Yeah, <laughs> just sits there quietly. Yes, and plus Amy th- Amy thinks about cakes as the like the, the king. Yes, the king. Uh, you know her knight in shining armor. So I can see how cakes and Amy. It doesn't I'm, happen. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> what? I'm still like trying to make trying to make, make my wife happy. Trying, trying to please my wife, <laughs> make her not hate me for 20 hours a day, be annoyed by me. Cakes. I'm so jealous of that. That cakes can do whatever he wants. He can go disappear at the casino <laughs> yeah, for hey, eight hours yeah. on a school hey, night. Ba- yeah. Hey, babe, do you need me around? I, uh, it's a high hands at MGM today. I'm gonna go be there for eight hours. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking you're about ha- you're having the the. Venn diagram in your head about uh, what's going to make Sarah tick or not. Right. I've been thinking about for two days how I'm going to pitch her on that you and me want to play in a media golf tournament <laughs> in two weeks. Like, <laughs> like, how can I win? How can I How can I score this one? Cakes can do whatever he wants. He is the king of the castle. Amy adores him. Never argue. Never questions him. No conflict. Him, right? no, never questions him. Right. He She's, found his soulmate. Yeah. You know, you know what I, I think it's like? I think it's like Cakes is uh, driving the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and Amy's right there in the sidecar. Absolutely, <laughs> that's the type of relationship they have. You know what? <laughs> the side. She's at the sidekick. She's in the sidecar, mm-hmm. even with him, but not doing much of the steering. Yep. Never. No back talk. You know, Cakes' hands might be tiny, but he's got a pimp hand. Cakes has a pimp. Now hold on. Does Cakes have a pimp hand, or did he just marry the the world's nicest woman, <laughs> the, the most submissive woman <laughs> in the world? <laughs> I don't know. Amy seems very, very nice from from all the years of she knowing her. Nice. Yeah. So Cakes lucked out. I would imagine. It's, I don't know. I don't think JP and his wife seem to be getting along. I don't think there's a lot of arguing in that house. D- Eric and Dina, but I think it's all. No one's having like these big blowouts or anything like that. But Jason would be at home. He'd be a pain in the ass to live with. What so demanding. Just always clean, too. So it's just like he wants, Jason wants things done his way. Right? And right. Eric lets his wife drive. He doesn't really, you know, he, Eric's pretty laid back. JP and his his wife seem to, like, they have more in common. Like, they, like, well, get how's along. that any different than, than Cakes? Because Cakes is the king of his house. And no, no. Jason but, would be the cake, king of Cakes his. is a go with the flow guy. Jason is demanding. He's he's laying down these edicts. Like, yeah, we're watch we're watching college basketball at three o'clock today because I gotta watch this game. Right, I don't, right. Like I gotta or the, the, the daughters aren't order. His daughters aren't allowed to order a poster from uh, One Direction. You know, like all those things. He seems like a pain in the ass to live with. I like I love Jason. Do you think maybe uh, because Jason's daughters are both at college, and that it's just him and Teresa that. Uh, that there would be more prone for arguments or something like that. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Like the buffer of no. the two daughters aren't there. No, no. Teresa seems pretty cool. Yes, she she, is. Like, she seems like she gets like she's into all the same stuff that she, she watches sports with him. She's a sports. Do you gal. think? Let me ask. You think my wife knows that Russell Wilson was traded? No, <laughs> absolutely not. She barely knows who Russell Wilson is. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if she goes, "Hey, did you see Russell <laughs> left on Saturday?" <laughs> 
my wife trying to bond yeah, with you. Yeah, like look, I love my wife, and and we have our own things that we, that we bond over. But sports isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I always, hey, I'm always a little jealous, a little jealous of that. It is what it is. It though. is what it is. But I, um, don't, I, I like. I don't think they would have anything to lie about. Maybe there's a little embellishment. Well, no one's gonna come on the air and say I scream at my me and my <laughs> wife scream at each other all the time. No one's gonna that's, say that. That's true. But I'm not believing that him and Dina have only yelled at each other five times. That was that the number. That, that was he, his number that he five gave, five times. five times in 25 years of being married. I don't believe that no. for a second. Uh, five times in a week. Yeah. Um, all right. One of the things also that you were super excited to put in the entertainment page right. was the passing of the CEO and founder of Entimins. Yes. That really made an impression <laughs> on you. <laughs> that, that I would have scrolled right through that one. Well, I, when I think of Entimins, I think of my childhood. Okay. It always goes back to Valdez's <laughs> yeah. childhood. I think about I think about their coffee cake. That was my number one. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get, I wanted to get some discussion. I, about, it was well produced. I thought you did a good job. Thank there. you. I wanted to get some discussion on the entertainment page, other than dope sick and succession. I know breaking down TV shows. So, I, I thought it was I thought it was a well played by you by putting that in there. Well, I just and then um, I was talking to Eric because everyone has their entomins in their mind when they think of entomins. The first thing they think of is boom. You know, mine's what? coffee cake. Right. Yours is go boom popums. See. Cakes was, what was cakes? Well, two of the guys said like the raspberry, the, the raspberry. By the way, I've tart. never seen a raspberry thing. I don't know <laughs> they're, what they're I talking know. about. I don't know. And then JP's was the chocolate chip cookies, which are phenomenal for Entenmann's. I've never had an Entenmann's cookie before. Well, there's like 50 of them in a box. Maybe not 50, but like, I don't know, a bunch, just a bunch of small ones. And they are very chewy. They're silly. Oh, they're well, like, I'm, a, I'm a big chewy cookie. But they're small. Oh. They're like between like a silver dollar or a quarter or something. Uh, have know. you ever uh, have you ever had um, an Otis Spunkmeyer cookie? <laughs> of course, I've had an Otis Spunkmeyer cookie. What do you think I am? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was I was just uh, it reminded me because um, in in high school mm -hmm. we had uh, like a like a school shop. Yeah, where you would buy but like if you need a pencil or like a binder, like a little kiosk mm -hmm. that also had otis spunkmeyer cookies in there too and they were baked fresh every day and kids used to trade their lunch money to go get uh, two otis spunkmeyer cookies i think otis spunkmeyer cookies are a, in every school cafeteria in the in the world they've weaseled their way yes, into they schools <laughs> they did and, and you should see that the, the big chubby kids would run up there like it was crap and, and, and trade and trade their dollar ten yeah. in the morning so that they could have uh, two sugar cookies. To, you know what? It's like you're. It's like you went to my high school. It's really weird because what? I was obsessed with the sugar cookies in the cafeteria from Otis Spunkmeyer. and they were always the, so they, yeah. they were butt warm. Yeah. All right, and then our school would open at like seven a.m. All right, the doors would open. Mm -hmm. And so people would walk in there, and they would just just bake them. And the smell of sugar cookies used to permeate throughout the halls of my high school. And it was Walking Dead. People would be like zombies, walk, <laughs> heading straight to get their Otis Spunkmeyer at seven fifteen in the morning. I didn't like that movement. I don't know if it's still a thing. Like ten years ago, where they wanted to remove all non nutritional snacks from schools. Um, remove the soda machine and remove the cookies and remove, remove all the snicker bars and all that stuff. Now, maybe if they're super young, 
it's like elementary like school yeah, kids. If you're in middle school, but by the time I mean, you're in high school, you make your own choices. Absolutely. I, I wonder if high schools still have all those options. Like, can you still buy cookies anytime? That, like, you in my high school, you could go to the cafeteria any time of the day and buy cookies. Well, you could have, I mean, it was like kids were on crack in the morning because <laughs> they'd get a Fruitopia and two, yeah. two sugar cookies. And then, boom, they, they're bouncing off the walls for, for an hour. Did I ever tell you my soda machine story in eighth grade and how I got in trouble? No. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> so, I think I, I did. I'll make it quick. In eighth grade, we had to raise money to go on our eighth grade trip. We went on a seventh grade trip to the Oregon coast and an eighth grade trip to the islands outside of Seattle, okay, in the Puget Sound. And okay. the, the purpose of the trip is, like, you stay with your class and you learn about uh, biology and wildlife. Yeah, no, we, had, the, stuff, we right? had those fake things, too. It's like, it's, like, it, like was our version, it was our version of all the kids that come to D.C., right? Mm -hmm. the, yeah. Like our Washington yeah, yeah, State yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and so we had to raise money. And in eighth grade, we were in charge of the soda machine. Okay? <laughs> this thing was a cash cow. Okay? <laughs> no wonder you always ask me to buy one with you. <laughs> this thing, kid, every kid in middle school. All right, what kind of soda did it pop It was out? Pepsi. It was a Pepsi branded. Pe so Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Dr. Mountain Dew. Uh, Mountain Dew. I think there was a Dr. Pepper in there. Right. Uh, so, uh, 7-Up. Definitely a 7-Up. So it must have been. Sun-kissed. Maybe there weren't that many options. There were like six sodas. All right. Okay, it was the old school. This thing was from like the seventies. Okay, but we, I, I was in charge of cleaning out the quarters. Okay, <laughs> okay. every week right. in eighth grade. <laughs> I may have been the. I think I was a school treasurer actually. <laughs> okay, so it's down. It was down in like um, a stairwell. Okay, so and you could overlook the railing into the bottom of the stairwell and see the soda machine. Uh -huh. So before school started, perfect placement, by the way. Yeah, perfect. Every, everyone gets <laughs> walk by it. Walk until by it. The day. So I wasn't a thief, okay, <laughs> but but I, but I love soda. <laughs> I every Friday, okay, I would steal fifty cents when I cleaned out the machine, and I did this. And I didn't wasn't trying to make a bunch of money or anything like that. I just wanted, you wanted a, a free soda. I wanted, for your, a, soda. For your I, I wanted a soda after school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm working hard, yeah. getting all these quarters. The least I can do is get a soda for myself. Exactly. <laughs> but you couldn't reach in. I for whatever, like I couldn't reach in and take the sodas because it was filled up by this Pepsi guy. Yeah, it was filled up filled up by like the company. You probably needed like a key to like exactly. access so that. I don't remember all the details yeah. details of it, but why I couldn't just why I just didn't take a soda. <laughs> Well, my eighth grade teacher, Mrs. Snitley, was overlooking the railing one Friday of Mr. Little Matt Cahill cleaning up the soda machine. And she saw me dip my hand into that into that container and pull out a bunch of quarters. Okay. I'm so stupid. She screams out, Matt, do you, what do you think happened in eighth grade at, eight, at 7.45 a.m. when she yelled my name? Did you pee your pants? I pissed my pants. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I pissed my pants in eighth grade. I was so scared. I knew I was busted. The gig was up. Stealing quarters. Okay. So I get trashed. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have nubs instincts. <laughs> your your so fight stupid. or flight. Your fight or flight. <laughs> piss my pants. <laughs> Big, all down my leg. 
I get dragged to the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> Were your shoes squeaking from the, from the bits that ran in them? Dude, huge wet spot, okay? <laughs> huge. <laughs> somebody thinks somebody spilled a mellow yellow by the right. machine. <laughs> so, so, so nubs and sticks. Yeah, Big scary yeah, cat. You got, you're a deer to headlights and wet yourself. Well, I wasn't used to getting in trouble, okay? <laughs> and then, then she's dragged. I, I like the idea of her Hold on. Her Hold on. Dragging you by your ear. I got drag, <laughs> dude, I got dragged by my shirt, okay, into the principal's office. <laughs> with, and with your piss pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting down there. I know I'm busted. Like, honestly, I felt like I was getting arraigned for murder. <laughs> like, it was the I was so scared. Well, trust me, I, I, I get it because when you're in the principal's office for like the first time when you're a kid, like, you're not used to it. Well, it's a new environment. I, I was used to like, um, going to the principal's office for every once every blue moon for getting in trouble in class or mouthing off or doing something stupid, but not for theft. Like I was seriously scared that, I, and this will tell you a little bit about my parents. They <laughs> called my mom. Okay. Oh, oh by the way, that, that the biggest threat in the world <laughs> is to have a teacher call your mom. By the way, we say by the way all the time. We got to work on that. Um, my mom's nickname was the general. Okay. <laughs> Strictest mom on the planet. So mean. Okay. Give I told you. Great insurance rate. Yeah. <laughs> she, they called my mom down to school and it was me, my mom and Mrs. Snitley. She told Mrs. She told the school to call the police on me. Okay. <laughs> she did that line again. <laughs> but for, she, she told the school to call the police down here to like, press charges on his my own mother <laughs> yeah. okay She's the worst like the worst mom ever and she wasn't doing like the i'm just kidding thing like get back in the car matt cahill grand larceny she told she told the principal and mrs nitley to call the police okay and do you want to hear what my excuse was oh i can't wait your alibi okay not my alibi but i told them that i wasn't stealing money but I like to twirl the quarters around in my fingers because I like the feeling. And by the way, how long? How Do you long have, have you... any quarters in here? Have you ever like <laughs> twirled some quarters around in your? It's actually a silly feeling. I like the feeling of it. And you know what? Hey. And by the way, how long? How long were you? Put on the like you could have thought of something a lot more. A lot <laughs> I had an hour or two to think about it. That's what I came up with. And that's what your dumb, dumb, <laughs> my peanut underdeveloped brain came, brain came up with. That I like to twirl the cords <laughs> of my fingers. <laughs> your underdeveloped brain told told your body to piss itself, and then came up with twirling quarters. It's a, actually it's a silly feeling. You rotate it for like one finger to the next and see how long you can keep it. It's like spinning a ball on your finger. What do you think happened? They looked at you and laughed. I got suspended for two days, and I had to go talk to a guy from the church and find out and write a report on the word integrity. <laughs> a three-page report on the word integrity. Three pages? On what it meant, and I had to interview this guy in the church that was full of integrity. Was <laughs> it Jesus himself? <laughs> no, but it was like a guy who worked in the church. I, you know what? <laughs> I don't even know if I learned my lesson because I used to steal from World Market all the time as an employee, steal candy bars all the time. Years later, all right. So. Well, you don't steal anything from the market here. Too many cameras. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I was I was dumb and young, and uh, it was a learning lesson for sure. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> I can't believe you. I've that. but I'll say this: 
I've never shoplifted from a store outside of me feeling like I deserved a, a candy bar <laughs> on during break at work every once in a while. I've never. Have you ever gone into a store and put something into your pocket? Never. I don't think I ever have. Too scared. I'm scared of the police. Never. Now I have. I have been frustrated where like if I'm uh, like scanning a, a salad from Giant and like the self checkout mm -hmm. and it doesn't work, I'll just throw it in my bag because I'm frustrated. Well, that's fair. You you gave your best effort. I did. You gave your best effort, and it's on them for having. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take like a fillet that's like. 20 bucks and put it in my bag. Oh, so that happened to me recently. I bought something that was supposed to be $9.99 for 80 cents or something. <laughs> they put the wrong place. They put the wrong it's label not, on it. It wasn't stealing. It's right. not using air on your yeah, end. Yeah. Right. It was mislabeled. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. The, um, how did we get on that? We were talking about Entenmann's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's silly cookies. It, uh, it's bunk mark cookies. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, I love Entenmann's. I actually think, though, that I'm a sucker for the store brand. Donuts. If the store makes donut holes, donut I mean, holes. It has their own bakery. Yeah, like if Harris Teeter makes their own hair, I can't stop eating those things. I'm just, a, I'm a sucker for donut holes. You know, you're a sugar addict. Like JP? Uh, I'd say more like Eric. No, Eric likes crap. He likes like, can like candy, like, like Jolly Rancher type stuff. Like sweet candies and all that. I'm See, I don't like chocolate. Uh, I'm not a big chocolate guy either, but I do like cookies. <laughs> you know how silly cookies for a dollar? Yeah, you say that. Hold on, you say them all the time. Seven Eleven, right. the best cookies in the world. I'm on a Seven Eleven <laughs> cookie kick. It's tough to break. Uh, Pot Belly, that they have the best cookies. They do have the best cookies, but they're too expensive. Well, they're supposed to be a treat. <laughs> you <not supposed> <laughs> get know. them every day. I know. Well, I've been getting these Seven Eleven cookies a lot. Not every day, but a lot. Well, that's why I you're on a I, diet. I've stalled at 198. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I I've thought stalled you're on a at diet. You're eating too many cookies. I've, I've stalled at, uh, we've, we've had a plateau of Aldi's. You gotta get you down to your wedding weight. Are you, before we go, are you excited about the Longwood gear that we're getting? You know, it, I was thinking about it when uh, Victoria called in. I think that was her name, right? Victoria? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we haven't gotten a gear shipment in a while. I know. We're down we're, to Longwood. Like, what what happened to all of these big times? Like, That's I'm our not, fault. I, like, I don't Isn't that our fault? I, I don't want to trash Longwood, but like Maryland used to give us gear every season. Georgetown would give us silly Jordan. I know. Gear. We would get stuff from like Nate. People would come in with Navy stuff. For pro, us. All these connections are, are just falling away. You know, I blame we, us. I blame us because we should be writing emails and letters to people from, for free stuff. For free stuff. We should be writing apparel companies and saying, hey, we're on TV. We'll, um, we'll wear your gear. Home field. You coming out with all these new college sweatshirts and stuff all the time. You know Send me, us a few. We'll wear them on the show. You know what pissed me off is that J.P. Finley got a T-shirt in the mail yesterday. From who? I don't know. Like some dog walking company. Ugh, that's the stuff that irritates me. I, well, I, and what about Cake saying he wouldn't wear a Longwood yeah, tee, wait, wait. but he's wearing an ARS polo all, all the time? I don't understand that. Cakes is the biggest proponent of free crap. I know. Well, that was the weirdest take ever. Yeah. It was so that was you, out of left field. You think it's because he's like this? Uh, he's a big Terps guy now. He's a huge Terps donor, and uh, Longwood's going to be in no. the tournament. He, I, I just think that. Can you have a worse name for a school than Longwood? <laughs> 
That stinks. Oh, of course. I'm sure they've heard it 20,000 times. Well, I'm not even talking about like the phallic reference. It just sounds, maybe the, the universe. I've barely heard of Longwood. It's like wearing a Christopher, Christopher Newport shirt. <laughs> okay. Hey, like, hey, hey, they're going to the tournament. We'll send you guys some gear. <laughs> CNU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for some reason, that just like, doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I'd be, where are, are they like the explorers or the pirates? I have no like idea. That? I have no idea. They might be like the explorers. That's they have a worse mascot than they do a school name, the Explorers or like Pirates, something like that. Who's what's Old Dominion? Uh, Old Dominion Monarchs, right? Aren't they the yeah, Monarchs? The monarchs, you're right. Silly. Um, their mascot says Captain Chris. All right. Hey, that sounds. Oh, like- it, it looks like a, a musketeer or something. Oh, they're the captains. Duh. <laughs> it looks like a musketeer. Now I want a three musketeer. <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> I, I, if you sent CNU stuff, I'd wear it. You know what? I, I kind of <laughs> like this logo. I think I would too. I can always use workout gear. Right. All right. Next week on the show, we're a little bit short today because it was all sports this week. You know, we, we, uh, we're disappointed too, but <laughs> the guy's got nothing. <laughs> Bit season's got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should have invited cakes in. We should have. No, no. Actually, I think we're the fun conversations. Next week, though, uh, we might have a new producer. Yeah, that's a on, great, on that's a great tease. Um, we've been approached by somebody, um, for uh, the producer slot that's opened up since AWOD has moved on to greener pastures. Well, and we think he has. Yes. He's shown zero interest in bit season. So we're moving on. Yeah, so we're moving on as well. But this person is excited about the show. Um, and we're excited to give him an interview. Um, so maybe we'll do that live. Well, not live, but you know what I mean. Now, on these air, we'll and I, we are interview. the kings of the joint interview. Yes. We've done many of them with interns in our day. It's always <laughs> the same question. <laughs> yeah. hey, what would you do? If Russia launched a nuclear <laughs> bomb on the Ukraine in the middle oh, of the show, hope, I hope we could get into that someday. Uh, that's a that's a relatively great. new thing with that. That's a that's a that's a inside All right. baseball. Who thing. could our next producer be? be? You know what? I want to I want to see some of the the guesses. So tweet your guesses to us. Who you think is trying to jump on the bit season freight train? All right, we'll update you guys next week. And Valdez and I are going to make a push, even though it's one day removed from the Carson Wentz trade, for a Friday fun day. A lot of non-sports on the junks. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah, we got a lot of EP to get to. Yeah, absolutely. And the junkies parlay. That's true. All right, guys. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.